politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Miniman to the one and only CR podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house today, your guide, your blueprint for fighting again for liberty once again. Yes, we got to do this again. We thought our forefathers got it done for us 240 years ago, but the reality is that that has been undone. Today, October 19th, it is Tuesday, by the way. It is the anniversary of Yorktown, the defeat of the British at Yorktown. But now we don't even have our Bunker Hill. We don't even have our shot heard around the world yet. We're not up to Lexington and Concord. How much longer? How much longer will it take? How many more intolerable acts of our government will it take to elicit a concerted, united, righteous, sustained response from our side? I don't know. Obviously, it has to get worse. But I'm trying to tell, and I'd love to get your feedback, is it a matter of our side is just still too comfortable and there's not enough of us fighting back? Or can we fight back? Maybe there are enough of us, but they have control over us so much. And remember, through years of crony capitalism, venture socialism, government destroying small business while elevating unnaturally through market distortions and subsidies and a regulatory scheme, large corporations that serve now as an arm of government, perhaps they have all the leverage over us in all 50 states, all 3,000 counties, and there's nowhere we can go to escape this. I want to talk about that today. Some of the disappointing failures we're already seeing in some of the states, some of the promises we have, other things we need to do to fight back against COVID fascism. And of course, as always, the latest news on how these clot shots are again failing, making it worse, causing leaky viral syndrome, and the terrible war on our lives, on treatment, and what we need to do about that. So we're going to piggyback off of some of the things we talked about yesterday, some of the lawsuits, some of the action items. First, a word from our sponsor today. We actually have a new sponsor, International Living. Now, look, a couple of years ago, perhaps even one year ago, I would have turned down this sponsor and thought it was crazy. You know, my eyes tear up for America more than anyone. But this is what we're asking. Where do we go? Where is that Noah's Ark? We could evacuate to. Name me the place. Name me the county and state you can go to to escape the tyranny because right now we don't have a single one. Not a single one. So we've been asking, where on earth do we go? Well, our friends at International Living have a suggestion for us. Did you know that Panama has become the number one destination For American retirees, you could live there like a king with just $24,000 a year income. Your health care could be as little as $2,600 a year. No income tax there. And heck, if you have a little bit more money, you could also own a luxury beachfront condo. A lot of people are retiring to those beachfront towns. Great weather, great scenery. It is the world's number one health protection haven. This and, and Scandinavia is probably what I would check out, although Scandinavia is quite cold for most people. 
look, again, I mean, we have to start rethinking our plans. Perhaps this is where we need to go. Who knows? But it's definitely worth checking out. If you go to buypanamanow.com slash conservative, you can get a copy of The American's Guide to Living and Retiring in Panama. That's buypanamanow.com slash conservative. Sign up now to claim your free series on investing in Panama's Pacific Riviera today. Buypanamanow.com slash conservative. And, I mean, th- this is what we might ultimately have to do. Really, what, what is your plan when America turns into Australia? So start thinking of those options. But anyway, want to touch on a couple of things before we get into some of what's going on in Texas, these red states. But it ties in. You have red states, but you also have red companies. Well, what could be more red than Cumulus? That's the radio syndicate that pretty much syndicates most of conservative talk radio in America. Yet Dan Bongino is the only talk show host that had the gumption to get up there yesterday. A lot of you probably heard it. And he publicly said Cumulus is forcing people to get the shot. And he said, it's either the shot or it's me. And mind you, Dan already had the shot because earlier this year he was recovering from Hodgkin's disease and his doctor advised he gets it. So he, based on that advice, he got it. So he has nothing to gain and everything to lose from this proposition. Where are all the other hosts standing with Dan Bongino? This is part of why. And, and I, I texted Dan uh, yesterday thanking him for what he did. And I said, this is why the conservative movement has failed for decades. Because people who have the leverage and voice of his size don't do what he just did. If they did, if they leveraged it, we wouldn't be where we are today. Red states would have been red, so either that would have put a natural check on the blue states and the federal government, or we would have gone our own ways. But now, they have their leverage through the red states because they're all a bunch of corporate whores. And it's not free market, it's socialism. So that's the thing going on there. You go to Texas. Some of you might have heard, Texas adjourned their special session with taking no action on the shot mandates, on the Fourth Reich. So Biden gets up there, declares the Fourth Reich, don't mess with Texas, right? We got Texas, Republicans, they don't have what a technical supermajority, but they have strong majorities in both houses. They have the governorship. Even I didn't see this coming. I thought they'd pass the watered-down bill. Instead, they adjourned, passing no bill. Now, first, I just want to say, This is the problem with the failed leadership of Greg Abbott, the governor. What he'll do is, under duress and pressure from Don Huffines, the primary challenge, he'll just do a throwaway. Okay, okay, no no, uh, vaccine mandate here. But there's no follow-through, and he doesn't lead it. He just kind of sits there. He doesn't whip, and in fact, throughout his tenure, he has endorsed and helped groom rhino candidates. So now you have a legislature full of these guys. And I want to quote to you from one of the state senators in Texas that embodies the problems we have 
in the red states and the reason why they're not red. On Monday, hours before lawmakers ended the session, State Senator Kel Seliger from Amarillo, Texas. So this guy represents the entire northern panhandle. I mean, that area is like, there are some counties there where it's over 90% Trump. 90%. He represents that area. He said he opposed the bill. And... It's not too well developed. He's talking about SB 51. Mind you, that was the watered-down version. I've got some real reservations because I think it's another example of big government, and we don't do that. So this piece of garbage, Kel Seliger, if you're in Texas, make sure uh, he hears from you, where he had no problem with the ultimate big government locking down businesses, no problem throwing you know, Shelly Luther in jail as a haircuttery um, for opening up and not wearing a mask. But when you have a federal mandate saying that businesses have to go and mandate it, a state can't counter it and say you're not allowed to. That's big government. One of the most liberal Republicans imaginable represents like an 80-20, 90-10 Trump area and even on the most radical, destructive attack on our human body we've ever had since the settlement of this continent, we can't get Republicans from 80-20 areas to stand up to it. Mind you, he has no problems with big government. This is the same guy that will vote and advocate and promote all of these big government schemes, corporate welfare that brought these businesses to Texas But guess what? It came at a very painful cost because now they own us on our values, on what matters. And again, it's not like there's one thing if we had this great business. So we're a homosexual hellhole. We're an anti-liberty hellhole. But we have great business. No, our economy is in shambles. Is that free market? Our supply chain is destroyed. And suddenly, they find their testosterone when it comes to free market rhetoric in promoting totalitarianism and fascism. This is what we're facing in the legislatures and with the governors because we don't get on the playing field. They only hear from one side. It's unbelievable. Texas ended its session taking zero action. Zero against the mandate. That doesn't mean we can't have another session. We shouldn't push for it. You tell me why elections even matter anymore. I have been, again, I have worked for 15 years, really since the 2006 election, to go pedal to the metal in primary elections. For the last 15 years, I was ignored. I was scoffed at. I was made fun out of. You can't imagine how much flack I got when I was the first one to endorse against Mitch McConnell in a Senate primary in 2014. And no one was with me. And now when it's time to start a new party because the parties are immediately broken, all these clowns are like, 
Daniel, that's not the way to do it. You gotta go and do primary. Da-da. Yeah, but these same dungholes aren't even helping me with that. It's not like they're involved in it at all. None of it. So this is the problem we have. What we have now in the red states is, is a scenario where in some ways they're worse than the blue states. Because you don't even have a hope. Because the Democrats get to implement their policies embodied through Republicans without getting the blowback. Because what are you going to do? Throw out the Democrats? They're not in power. Ironically, if the Democrats got in power in Texas, we'd be better off for one cycle. Because then you know people would rise up and throw them out. Hopefully with better people. But now that you have Republicans, what are you going to do? Oh, but look at that. They're fighting for life. Oh, they're fighting for life. I'm going to say, again, I know it's provocative in our circles, but I don't care. If I were in a red state legislator now and they're blocking everything on COVID fascism and they dangle in front of me a pro-life bill, I'd vote against it just to make a point. We can't lose sight of the fact that we believe the unborn is a life, but you know what's even more of a life? Someone who is living and is born and out of the womb. And they are killing our people with the clot shots. They're killing them by going after doctors for helping people and and discouraging doctors from treating this. That's what we need to focus on now. I don't need some stupid bill, frankly, about other people killing their own voters. And, and I don't mean to say it's not murder and I don't want to stop it, but we, we, we've tried for 50 years and I have no problem going before God and saying, look, we did what we can. You know, now we got to save ourselves. We don't live in a time where we could be a temple and radiate God's divinity to other people. And I know that sounds very defeatist, defeatist but I don't care because we're not, we don't even have a Noah's Ark. We need a Noah's Ark. We need to protect ourselves. Then we could worry about having that radiate, radiate out to others. We haven't found ourselves. Who are we? What do we stand for? What's the one county, much less state, where, where, where we have our own safe haven? And then again, they all believe in judicial supremacism. So it's all going to get screwed with by the courts, ultimately. And they'll be like, oh, look, we tried. I'm not going to play that. Guns and life and taxes have become the issues to allow red state Republicans to make us pay for the noose to hang ourselves with. And it's, 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 a, it's nothing but a loincloth, just enough to make sure they can get reelected. You know what? I'd rather they be blatantly bad on those issues so then we can bring this out in the open and get better people in. I'm sick of the same failed tactics, the same failed talking points, the same failed focus of these so-called conservative organizations and movement people and writers and talkers. They're all a bunch of frauds. And you know it. You know it's true. Which is why I need you to help support us here Help support our sponsors. This is the only way we can get the truth out. But this is what we have. They've now brought communist businesses to the state 
So they have no problem interjecting into the free market and having corporate welfare for these businesses. And then when they own you and, and, and violate human rights, it's like, well, they could do whatever they want. Free market. This is what's going on. Again, the federal government is literally forcing a mandate. You can't fight the Fed saying you must do it with the state saying you have the option of doing it. Well, gee, which one are they going to listen to? It's not free market. Among other reasons. Then you move over to Arkansas next door. Four to one majorities, three to one majorities. They ended the session with a milquetoast bill. And Asa Hutchinson comes out, I'm opposed to telling businesses what to do. The same jerk that spent all last year shutting down businesses, capacity limits, fining them. And then when the legislature passed a bill zeroing out those fines, the ultimate regulation. Here we're just saying, look, don't, don't tase me, bro. Don't discriminate. You don't have to do anything. He vetoed that bill. So yesterday, he put out this whole tweet showing him receiving an award from the Chamber of Communist Commerce. He was so proud of it. Oh, the Chamber of Commerce is so great. And let me ask you something. If you're from Arkansas, I need, by the way, I need Arkansas team leaders. If you're from Arkansas, where is Sarah Huckabee Sanders? You have nobody running for governor this cycle with a greater platform than Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's She has Trump written all over her. She was notoriously his press secretary. She could fly above the clouds. She truly is someone who doesn't need any more money than she already has. She has the primary and the general election locked up. She will be the next governor. She doesn't need Walmart and Tyson's. If she had any shred of conservatism in her, she doesn't even have to, it's not even hard for her. See, the small fish have this problem there where they need the money to get elected. She doesn't even need that. And she is stone silent. Stone silent with the platform she has in Arkansas. And then the one who's running against her in the primary is Attorney General Leslie Rutledge. I haven't heard from her either. And she's, she's the sitting Attorney General. Where is she going after the pharmacies? Walmart in their home state for denying ivermectin. Where is she? going after the medical boards who are harassing. There's a doctor in Arkansas that's under investigation for prescribing ivermectin. Where is she? Interesting. They are all a bunch of frauds. The Republican Party is a maggot-infested carcass. You will not fix it. You need a new party, and temporarily, the only thing you can do is just use them for ballot access, but candidates that completely have no allegiance to it and will bolt as soon as we get a critical mass of Patriot candidates. But no, we're going to continue, no matter how bad it gets, we're going to continue playing the same game. And by the way, before we move on to the clot shot news, speaking of Trump and Huckabee Sanders, where is Donald J. Trump? You know what's so sad? I, I, I speak to my friends, you know, the good guys in these various red state legislatures. And, you know, they all say the same story. They're outgunned, they're outmanned. It takes money to get elected and you need the special interests. 
So that's why all of them fall for them. None of them will stand up to them. So, you know, that's how the left basically owns red states through all the business interests. And the more you bring in, the more they own you. How do you break the cycle of money, name ID? There's only one force that the rhinos, the establishment, the business interests that endorse Republicans are worried about. And that is Donald J. Trump. I, I said this a year ago. Trump could be more powerful outside of his presidency than he was as president. He has nothing to lose. He could go around state to state endorsing every, you know, a slate of people in primaries. He could go around endorsing legislation. He could go around naming and shaming all those opposing it. He could remake America tomorrow. But instead, more often than not, he's a harm and a hindrance endorsing the wrong candidates. It is so, so sad. He is, he could have been that great equalizer. I'm telling you this. Tomorrow, you have David versus Goliath. It's the people versus every healthcare industry, every industry known to man. He could even up the score in all these red states. But he won't do it. I want you guys to think very long and hard about that point. Now, it was interesting yesterday, we saw another radio host, Dennis Prager, announced that he's already been over COVID, or maybe he still has it, but he's kind of on the on the mend, didn't really get much, has high vitamin D levels, been taking the prophylaxis, is on ivermectin, he got the monoclonals. So it's interesting, the media attacks him. Oh my God, he didn't get the vaccine and he got COVID. Well, yeah, but he didn't get have much of a problem with it. And then when P Colin Powell gets it and dies from it after getting the shot, well, he would have died worse without it. <laughs> like, it just shows you, if any of you or any of your relatives who think there's any degree of science involved in this, they're blind as a bat because... This is all. They want people. Like, if you recover now have better immunity, that's a bad thing. Again, if they would have come out from day one and said, look, this thing is generally safe, but it has more problems than the typical vaccines we're used to. If you have natural immunity, you don't need it. Younger people shouldn't get it. But we still feel if you're older, it's worthwhile. You know... I, would, I wouldn't look any further. It would be a very believable thing. But when they say, shut up, you, everyone needs to get it multiple times. And like you, you have now scenarios where like I have a government worker on my block. He had COVID and he will never step foot in the office. He's one of the guys that will always be at home. He has to get it because it's a status. It's a religious symbol. It's like wearing a cross, or whatever, a burqa. It's a religious status. You have to be a member of the tribe. It has nothing to do with anything, and you know that. And now we know we've been lied to. We've already seen from any place that has good data that the majority of people in the hospital with this 
are vaccinated. We were lied to. And by the way, this has been going on for several several months. By now, it has zero efficacy. We talked about yesterday this terrific woman, Deborah Conrad, a PA in a hospital in New York, the lead PA, physician's assistant, who was fired and is a whistleblower. It's an hour-long riveting interview with Highwire where she just goes through everything, all the lies on how basically the hospitals would say, yeah, Deb, you're right. We're not putting anything into theirs, but that's not our job. And frankly, we don't want to give off the message that we're anti-vax. That is the message that is going out there. So they're like, they put a gun to their head and say, you can't put anything into theirs. And they're like, it's safe and effective. (laughs) So I want you to listen to a minute or so clip from her where she talks about quantifying. She was asked by the host, hey, you know, in your hospital where you are, how many people did you see that were vaccinated, unvaccinated? Take a listen here. But I went back and checked and talked to the patient, and they actually were vaccinated, so I Whoa. updated the system. Wait a minute, explain that to me. So how are they coming in? On why, why is that discrepancy taking place? Because uh, on admission, um, there is no requirement to ask about the vaccine. Okay. So, and our system is set up that if you're fully vaccinated in our health system somewhere, one of our clinics or somebody has put it in in, in, in one of our outpatient clinics, it'll automatically kind of be put into the electronic health record. Okay. But if you're vaccinated, say at a, I don't know, some CVS pharmacy or something outside of the system, that's not going to be automatically put in that system unless you ask. Okay. So it'll list you as unvaccinated in the system. So notice, she says this was from July, by the way. July already. It was overwhelmingly vaccinated. And again, they're in there for COVID. They're in there for blood clots. They're in there for, she talked about these random metastatic cancers that are just coming out of nowhere and we're hearing from a lot of people say that. Richard Urso said that, a cancer doctor we had on the show from last last, uh, Thursday. And they just lie. They'll just make it up. So aside from the fact that they manipulate, you know, from the time you get the first shot until 14 days after the second shot, which is when you're most likely to get COVID, they count that in the unvaccinated pile. Aside from the delay of months, they just straight up lie. Are you really going to trust the same people that will say that no matter what information comes out, you must get it? It could be negative 100% effective. You must get it. You could have had the virus already. You must get it. You could never be around people. You must get it. You really believe them to be the guardians of the system? Again, the number of adverse events that are are reported is appalling and insane and shocks the consciousness. But I think it's safe to say less than 1% of them are being put in. Anyone I know working in a hospital is telling me nobody is put into VAERS. Nothing is ever recorded in VAERS. Straight up myocarditis. Like, even myocarditis, which is already out in the media and it's known, they won't report that. So that's with that. Then I want you to take a listen to this clip from a news outlet reporting on Taiwan. Okay? Take a listen to what's going on in Taiwan. 
In Taiwan, the number of people dying after their COVID vaccination is exceeding the number of deaths from the virus itself. Taiwan's health authorities say that as of Monday, deaths after vaccination reached 865, while deaths from the virus are at 845. Vaccines currently offered in Taiwan include AstraZeneca, Moderna, Pfizer-BioNTech and Taiwan's own vaccine, Medigen. Out of the 865 deaths after vaccination, over 600 were from AstraZeneca and nearly 200 deaths after Moderna shot. So it's straight up, straight up quantifiable. More people died in Taiwan from the shot than the vaccine. Than the um, virus. And they have no problem with it. Zero problem with it. Straight up, more people. When have we ever seen that in history? Now, yeah, in America, obviously, Taiwan clearly has some degree of partial immunity. Their health status, whatever. Makes you wonder the way this was developed in China. If it was developed to screw over more Western countries. And and again, some of the doctors that are and the scientists that we have on the show could actually speak to that more specifically, how that's true. So yeah, in America, obviously a ton of people died from COVID, but that in itself is only because of what they're doing. Meaning, if we had early treatment along with the vaccine, it would be true that more people would die from the vaccine than from COVID. That would absolutely be true. Taiwan has the partial immunity naturally. We would have to get it through proper treatment, which we do have, have, but we don't have access to for most people. But let's go through some more news I just want to share with you. Just sundry stuff on the on the shots. This is from a preprint from Washington University. It actually has someone from Harvard, several others from Illinois. Catherine M. Lee is the lead author, if you want to look it up. Catherine M. Lee, Washington University, Study on Menstrual Irregularities. Read the abstract. I'm reading you the abstract of the study. Many people began sharing that they experienced unexpected menstrual bleeding after SARS-CoV-2 inoculation. This emerging phenomenon was undeniable, yet understudied. We investigated menstrual bleeding patterns among currently and formerly menstruating people with a research design based off our expectations that these bleeding changes are related to changes in clotting or inflammation affecting normal menstrual repair. Clotting and inflammation. That doesn't sound good, but hold that thought. In this sample, 42% of people with regular menstrual cycles bled more heavily than usual while just 44% reported no change after being vaccinated. Among people who typically do not menstruate, so it's like, let's say, contraception or um, long-term contra- contraception or just postmenopausal women, 71% of people on long-acting reversible contraceptives had, had breakthrough bleeding, 39% of people on gender-affirming hormones, and 66% of postmenopausal women experienced breakthrough bleeding. But look how they end this off. So they, they say we found increased breakthrough bleeding was, was significantly associated with age, other vaccine side effects, fever, fatigue, interesting. And then look at this last sentence. Changes to menstrual bleeding are not uncommon nor dangerous. Yet attention to these experiences is necessary to build trust in medicine. So suddenly they say it's reflective of clotting and, and inflammation, but it's, it's typically normal. It's normal. This happens all the time. And then 
It's needed to make sure we build trust in medicine, a.k.a. the vaccines. It's funny, if you guys have, have noticed there's a pattern, any of the good studies that basically show, like, you know, vaccines don't work or, you know, or like the ones that show natural immunity are better, they'll end it off by saying, you know, this demonstrates that someone who has the vaccine together with natural immunity will be, you know, very, very good, very well off in, in terms of their protection. Like, what do you mean? You, you, the vaccine wasn't even a part of your, your study. It, it literally wasn't a part of it. How do you draw that conclusion? Huh? And they'll throw that in all the time. Like, together with vaccines, this works. Well, your thing didn't study the vaccine. Or in this case, you have to say, you know, we just need to make sure we just uh, assuage people and their concerns and, and make sure it's clear to them that, yeah, you know, it, 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 there is there is a menstrual bleeding, but, but don't worry, it's really not a problem, so we build trust. This is how corrupt it is. And this is the stuff they're willing to publish. Could you imagine the earth-shattering research that blew up lockdowns, that blew up masks, that blew up clot shots, that blew up the war on early therapeutics that has been stifled, that could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives in America, millions of lives worldwide. That's how broken the system. You cannot trust a word you hear. A word when you hear, oh, everyone, everyone around that's getting it is unvaccinated. You know that's a lie. Take a look at Minnesota. Minnesota has a very high vaccination rate. Hospitalizations in the state totaled 960 on October 11th, 254 in the ICU with breathing issues. 75% of eligible Minnesotans have, have received the jab. On October 12th, there were, there were close to 8,000 positive cases, 10 COVID-19 deaths reported, okay, according to the Star Tribune. Now listen to this. According to the Star Tribune, nine of the 10 reported deaths were among seniors. This is from October 12th, by the way. So that day, there were 10 reported deaths, nine out of 10 of them were among seniors. 93% of seniors, 93% of seniors are fully vaccinated. And I bet you when you add in one shot, it's even higher. Okay, and I bet you a good percentage of them already got a third shot. So you have nowhere to run and hide. You cannot tell me it's the remaining few percent that's driving those deaths. This is a complete lie. A complete lie. Interesting thing. It's one of the most satisfying things. I was proven right. My thesis from day one, no one saw this. When I said what went on in America South with things being 10 times worse than they were last year, I said it was the leaky chicken vaccine syndrome. When the vaccine started to leak is when it made the virus uh, more virulent and more transmissible at the same time, bucking a microevolutionary theory of Mueller's ratchet. And they were like, no, 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 it's the Delta is worse. And I said, wait a minute. The UK got the Delta earlier, and they, it was a cold. But now that the leakiness has broken out in the UK, it is bad again. And they're having the same problems we did. Britain's today, uh, this is from uh, the Daily Mail. Britain's war warned the coming months will be challenging 
as coronavirus has jumped by more than a fifth in a week and deaths surged by 60%. Um, Department of Health said there were almost 50,000 new infections in the past 24 hours, which was up 22.2% on Monday and the highest figure since mid-July. But this time, unlike, unlike a few months ago, deaths are moving with it. Now, again, I don't think they're going to have what we had in the American South at once because they were lucky enough to get their first Delta round more transmissible. They built up more immunity quicker before the leakage. But you are seeing that principle now. It qualitatively changed. Same country, same Delta. It's the same Delta. They had it as a cold in May, and now it is a beast. You can't look at me and say, oh, no, no, Daniel, the reason it's worse this year is because that's the Delta. No, nope, it didn't start off that way. This is the Pfizer variant. Another interesting thing, the FDA came out yesterday and said you could totally mix and match. You could mix and match with your booster, different boosters with different prior shots. So if you got Moderna first, you could get Pfizer now, vice versa, J&J, whatever it is. Do you get the impression that they're intentionally destroying their their experiment by making it impossible to use the scientific method now and compare different shots to each other? Kind of interesting. Kind of interesting what is going on there. Let's go to some more news about being lied to. My buddy Andy Bostom has a blog andrewbostom.org. He's from Rhode Island. He's in Brown University. So he's very um, close with some of the state legislators, and he got information about breakthrough hospitalizations and mortality rates. And he got it from Rhode Island Representative Mike Chippendale. So now, a couple days ago, there was a story all over the media. They eat out of the politicians' hands where uh, this is the Rhode Island patch, and they said the vast majority, they didn't give a number, they said the vast majority of the state's COVID-19 infections during September occurred among those who were not fully vaccinated. Okay? Same lie. And, and you've seen these stories everywhere. And they said deaths show the same trend. So both, in, even infections, they said vast majority. Um, and it's just patently false. Patently false. So he has the data from this representative in his spreadsheet, the raw data for September, and it reveals that 136 COVID-19 hospitalizations were recorded in those fully vaccinated versus 27 among those who are not fully vaccinated. Okay? Okay, I, I, I want to make that very clear. I want to make that very clear. There were 136 among those that were fully vaccinated and 26 among those who were not fully vaccinated. You know what that, 27, you know what that means. Okay, you know what that means. That means that even among the 27, likely a good number of them were in between their first shot and 14 days of the second shot. So what that means in plain English is that 83 
0.5% were already past the 14-day window of the shot among those who had the, the vaccination. There were 22 COVID-19 deaths during that month among the fully vaccinated compared to just five in the not fully vaccinated cohort. Okay, so listen to that. And zero deaths among those that were not um, fully vaccinated, that, that, that already had um, natural immunity. So this is a complete lie that we have been sold. You go to the latest UK data, Tyler Cardone, my friend and boss, he is the CEO of Blaze Media, uh, you should, by the way, you should follow him on Twitter, Ty Cardone, um, T-Y-C-A-R-D-O-N on Twitter. Uh, he uh, He's really all over this, and um, imagine having a boss who's dogging this issue. Uh, truly amazing uh, relative to the other conservative uh, outlets that we hear about, allegedly conservative ones. Latest UK COVID surveillance data, this is from last Thursday, the Public Health England data. If you look at deaths within 60 days of a positive test by date of death for weeks 37 through 40, last week was week 40, the non-vaccinated accounted for 701. The vaccinated with one or two doses was 2793. So what what, what Tyler did is he, he put the one or two dose, you know, the the in-between stage with the vaccinated, as should be done. And if you do that, it's 80-20 vaccinated deaths. Okay? If you go to um, UK cases presenting to to emergency care, so the first number was deaths, presenting to emergency care, it's 64-36 vaccinated. Very interesting. So there's actually a higher death rate per hospitalization among the fully vaccinated. Remember, uh, the UK is about a month ahead of us in the vaccination curve. Makes you wonder if they're starting to experience some degree of ADE. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, BioNTech, here's another story. BioNTech is coming up with a new exciting technology. They want to come up with a new vaccine that rather than, you know, hitching the spike the way it does, it has the spike a little differently. Basically, it hitches them on circulating exomes in your body. Results demonstrating an induction of circulating exomes in your bloodstream, expressing spike protein on day 14 after vaccination, followed by antibodies 14 days after the second dose. Enzymes with spike protein. Uh, antibodies SARS-CoV-2 spike and T-cells secreting IFN and TN- TNF increase following the booster dose. Transmission electron microscopy of exomes also demonstrated spike protein a- antibodies on their surface. Really nice. Really, really nice. Have spikes circulating throughout our bloodstream. That's that's really safe technology. <laughs> I mean, it's out in the open for anyone to see this. There's just so many blind people. 
And then of course, what they're doing to our people. I have an article today. Ryan Cole is being investigated by the Idaho State Board of of uh, State Medical Board. Idaho. This is Idaho. Bomb away at your state legislators and say, you, you are sitting on Oscar Schindler equivalent, to borrow a Holocaust metaphor of this. This man has saved and treated so many people. See, in many ways, I would love an investigation and for it to be televised and watch a debate between Ryan Cole and, and these unicell organisms on that board. Like, that's going to be literally a beatdown. I don't even think they'll be able, be able to understand him because he's like head and shoulders more brilliant than all these people put together. Alaska, let's go let's go to another red state. Due to the, this is from um, the alaskawatchman.com due to a hospital covid policies Matsu Regional Medical Center won't allow family members or friends to visit with ailing patients. This has created heightened anxiety for friends and relatives. And basically, that's what they're doing now. You can't visit. No one's allowed to visit. So when they talk about a husband, checked into Matsu Regional September 9th, was struggling with COVID for five days. The wife requested that he take ivermectin. Of course, it was denied. A trend playing out across Alaska, much of the nation. Instead, Kevin received remdesivir and steroids, steroid treatment. Within 10 days, he was in the ICU and on a ventilator. He has since suffered brain damage. And two days ago, she got to see him in person for one hour to prove a, uh, a trach, trachotomy, right? To get the feeding tube in. So sad. This is a mass genocide that is being committed. It is happening in red states as much as blue states. I need you guys. I need team leaders Email me at danielhorowitz at startmail.com to sign up. Sign up at conaction.network for our teams. We're going to have some guests on later this week. We're going to go back to having some guests on to talk about this. Again, we got to call your attorneys general and say you need to join the Nebraska attorney general's letter, barring them, you know, saying that doctors can prescribe. We need fines and jail time for pharmacies that don't prescribe. We need jail time for medical boards that don't um, allow doctors to prescribe. We need we need the, them to be removable by a vote of the legislator as well, not just the governor. We need a movement to pair Patriot employers with employees. It's another thing we have to do. I know there are some companies doing that. So if you have an employer that's against COVID fascism and an employee that lost his job because of it, let's make that match. Let's make that match and self-separate. Some ways will be better. Again, it's time for state legislators to atone for the sins of the last 18 months of them doing nothing. But where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? We need one state. That's all it takes, just one. One where we could do righteous things. That's my goal. We'll put a bunch of irons in the fire, but if we can get one... That's all we need is one control group because remember, they don't want a control group. 
That is about it for today, folks. Um, again, I need you guys to, if you are a plaintiff, if you can be a plaintiff, if you are denied ivermectin by a Walmart anywhere, know anyone, email me, Daniel Horowitz at startmail.com, and I can put you in touch with Brian Festa, the attorney on this case. Um, if you have anyone who died from malpractice in the hospital, we might be able to work on that. I can't guarantee it, but you know, someone has... Someone already sent me an email. I'm going to try to get this worked out. But we have a lot of work to do. I'm down for the game if you guys are. I will leave nothing on the table. But I need you guys to help me spread the word. That's all I ask. Uh, Get this out to all your friends and relatives. Send this to everyone. Make sure they are subscribers at iTunes. Give us a five-star rating if you can. Until tomorrow, God bless you all. May God save us and protect our health and protect our liberties.